Alpha Gundam style, everybody, and welcome to Wow Cool Robot, a podcast about Mobile Suit Gundam. I'm Max, I use he, him pronouns, and with me today are... I'm Dan, I use he, they pronouns. I'm Peria, she, her. And we have, we have begun our counterattack, let's say. Our counterattack to a 30-minute ONA, and that's it. We only have 30 minutes before the comet strikes, and that comet is bad... Gunpla Mafia guys. Yeah, it's it's a one one forty four scale axis, and you know, honestly, even if it was hundred and forty four times more than axis, I'm pretty sure it would do a decent amount of damage to the Earth. It's it's no it's no Chicxulub impact, but we gotta we gotta stop this damn thing. Um, if you couldn't could, tell, dear listener, huh? It could level up an entire park. Oh no, that's where I walk my dog. Damn, we gotta stop it. <laughs> So we're watching uh, Jim's counterattack, or it might actually be GM's counterattack. I know the whole thing is like, it's either GM or Jim, whether you prefer to pronounce it one way or the other. But the GM, I guess, stands for either like the Jim Mobile Suit or the Gunpla Mafia. So I guess you could say it either way. Um, did we like it? It was neat. Yeah. It went really hard for a series about Gunpla, so it is very appropriate for Bill Fighters. I liked it. Yeah, it 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 just it feels like a last goodbye, you know. It's kind of like when you it's like you play Persona and then, you know, you get like Persona Royal or Persona Golden or whatever and it has like that extra third semester and it's like not a whole semester, it's like, you know, a little bit more content, but it's enough to just kind of like tie a nice little bow on top of it. And uh, yeah. I would I would definitely describe OVAs as sort of the DLC of right. uh, anime. Yeah. Uh so I think in doing like just uh just here's one last thing with these characters before we move on to like the next series. I think it accomplishes that. Right. We 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 bought the uh Gundam Build Fighters uh deluxe edition on sale, which means it just comes with the DLC, which is why we're covering it. Uh uh-huh. th- this was made, hold on, I have the wiki page pulled up for this. This was made in 2017. So this is made a decent ways after um Build Fighters aired, which because Build Fighters aired in 2013 in Japan, I guess like I don't know why they went back to it. Maybe to kind of like it, link Build Fighters and Build Fighters Try, because I think like the very end is a reference to the beginning of Try. I wouldn't know. I haven't watched it yet. But regardless, we're watching this as part of Build Fighters because it makes sense and it follows exactly after the end of Build Fighters. Um, honestly, look, the main thing is they just did it so they could sell more gunpla. Like that's that's the reason. <laughs> Uh, 2017, wow, that came out way after Try aired, so yeah. Yeah, no, they're just like, you know what? <laughs> What's Majin Kawaguchi the third up to? Let's go check it on him. Let, let, let's explore more of the Gunpla Mafia, not C, because C's been arrested and is in jail, but we got some other ones. Um, well, I have a little summary written up for this. So here is, here's what you missed on Gundam Build Fighters, Jim's Counterattack. It is one year after the 7th Gunpla Tournament, and the Gunpla Fight International Referee Committee is trying to track down certain individuals all over the world. Takeshi Iori, Chinon, and even Rambaral are unable to capture anyone, though. As they travel the world, everyone else from the 7th Gunpla Battle meets up in Yajima Stadium, where the next tournament will be held. As they check out the facility, the power is cut, and the shadowy organization Takeshi is tracking reveals themselves. It's the Gunpla Mafia! They challenge the fighters to a live-streamed battle in an attempt to show their supremacy by winning through cheating. Say, Kawaguchi, Mao, Fellini, Nils, and even China enter the battle gauntlet and the Gunpla Mafia is set up for them. Oh. 
Enter the battle gauntlet, the gu whatever. <laughs> whatever. One by one, they get split up and have to fight off individual members until Say makes it to the top of the arena and is forced to fight his own stolen Build Strike Cosmos Gundam before the leader of the Gunpla Mafia reveals an even scarier suit, the Psycho Gym. He shuts off all the Plavsky particles controlling the fighter's Gunpla and all seems lost until Reiji appears out of nowhere using his own Arista to power up the Build Burning Gundam and defeat the Psycho Gym. Takeshi arrives to arrest the Gunpla Mafia, and it's revealed that the leader of the Mafia was none other than Chairman Majita's brother. After everything's wrapped up, Reiji has one more order of business to take care of. He and Sei need to have their final battle. As they begin their ultimate showdown, we fade out and skip ahead to Sei's graduation the following year. He checks on the Gunpla Clubroom one final time as we finally end Gundam Build Fighters. Oh. The end. The end. Until uh, the next one, you yeah. know? Until, yeah, until they decide, like, two years from now to make a sequel to this ONA, after everyone's forgotten about Build Fighters. Uh-huh. It'll be, like, <laughs> Jim's counterattack Build Torchica's children. <laughs> uh, you would not believe the way I popped off when I saw the Psycho Jim. God, that thing was so yeah. cool. It's, I love, so, uh, Dan, you haven't seen Zeta Gundam, right? No, I haven't. Okay. In like about a third of the way through Zeta Gundam, they encounter this thing called the Psycho Gundam, which is a Gundam that is twice as big as a regular Gundam. It's 40 meters tall instead of the usual 20. Uh -huh. uh, and it's like this horrific thing that flies through and just completely levels a city and just shooting beams everywhere. So when they reveal, when you see like the arm of it pop out and it's just, it's just a gym. Like it's a Psycho Gundam painted in that just regular red and white with the gym visor and everything. And it is... So deeply silly. I love it so much. It is one of the coolest guns I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, the Psycho Gundam is also... It's... The high grade is expensive, but I do want it someday because it is also a massive kit. Right. Well, the, the crazy thing about the high grade is it's not, like, that expensive. I mean, yes, it's expensive for sure. Uh, and Dan, I posted an image of what the original Psycho Gundam looks like for reference for you. Um... But, like, uh, I think you can get the high grade for about 80 or 90 bucks, which is honestly less than I would have expected, especially for an older kit that's, like, not really being reprinted anymore. I don't think reprinted recently I saw in stores, so... Ooh, damn. I gotta find it then. Because, like, I have the, uh, 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 what is it, like, the Hazel Osla TR-1 uh, gigantic arm unit that has a remold of the Psycho Gundam's arms and just the arms, but it still has, like, the fully articulated fingers... And I think they added more detail to it. So if they're willing to do that, I would love for them to do like a straight up, you know, Psycho Gundam revive. I would, I would pay more money than I should for that. Or a Psycho Gundam Mark II, which would be even better for me. Because I think that thing looks cool. Because it's like a pre-Ava unit. Ooh. Yeah, anyway. I was kind of hesitant about those like more expensive high grades until I got the uh, Sidebuster. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, shit. Paying more for just a high grade still means you get a really good thing. Yeah, I, I like those because it's just like, yeah, you know, the Super Robot Wars kit don't really have scales, so we can say it's technically a high grade, but we can just make it as big as we want to. I mean, I mean my, my, my Gundams are canonically a bit smaller than the usual stuff in Super Robot right. Wars, but... I mean, like, my favorite mobile suit of all time is the Nightingale, so I gladly shelled out all the money I needed to for that high grade, <laughs> and I'm looking at it right now, and it is my beautiful lobster son. I am... Honestly, kind of surprised they made it, and it actually works compared it to what... It works well, so well! What was it, the full mechanics that came out before? It or? was the RE100. Oh, RE100, yeah. Which is just the, bad compared to the high grade. A glorified statue. Pretty much. And, like, yeah, the high grade, it's it's the Nightingale. It's not that poseable, but you'd be surprised what you can do with it. Yeah. It's pretty. It, 
Maybe someday I'll get it so I can have it go with my real grade high new. Yeah, that, I, I got them a high new pose right next to it. Do not separate them because Shar and Amru, <laughs> they, have, they have a special relationship, let's say. Yeah. They're, um, just, happy, they're just figuring out their lover's quarrel, don't worry. Uh-huh. Yeah, don't at worry the, about it. I have to say, at, at the cost of the earth. Uh, well, this ONA begins in London, England. And this single scene here, I think, is the most fascinating to me out of anything we've seen this entire season of anime. Is that they're using Plavsky particles to pilot a Gundam to, like, infiltrate and unlock a door and kind of, like, sweep and clear a room. This is the most wild thing I've ever seen. They're doing Gundam Splinter Cell. You think they would use any Gundam, but no, they're using the perfect Gundam. Right, yeah, it's it's because it's Takeshi doing it, but, like, I don't know. It would have been even more perfect if he was using uh, a Jesta or something like that. You know, some kind of, like, darker color infiltration style suit. I, regardless, it is so funny to me that you see the Gundam flying through a crack in the window and it open unlocks the door. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, it's, I was, when I saw this, I was like, uh, is this going to be about living Gundam or something? That would be so good though, wouldn't it? I mean, I guess that's uh-huh. what like all of the SD anime is where the Gundams are uh-huh. just, the Gundams are the characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we, we see Takeshi, uh, he bursts in this room and there's no one to be found and he gets a Skype call on his phone from Chinon who mentions that he's elsewhere in the world tracking down this same organization or individual and as well Rambaral is somewhere else and like none of them can find anything. Uh, but they don't know what they're planning or who they are, or I guess I don't know what who they are or what they're planning, but none of the referees can find them, whoever these sneaky people are. Uh, and then we cut to, it, it, it literally says like the old world tournament venue. Um, all I can tell, I don't know if it's been torn down or what. I think there's just like this one really big uh, memorial monument type thing. This big like, you know, swirly metal structure. And the first thing we see is Fellini like just hammering a flask. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, sure. I guess you're jet lagged, uh, Mr. Fellini. But this is not a, uh, is, I guess you can do this in an ONA because this is not a terribly like yeah. <laughs> g- 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 appropriate for children moment. Yeah, there are some there are some moments where you can just do stuff because it's not on TV. Oh uh, my god, I forgot! I forgot about that fucking part later. Jesus. Yeah, I yeah. was about to say we're going to get oh. into that. <laughs> Gundam. I don't know if I care for this very much. Uh, Fellini's day drinking. Uh, Yuki comes up and says hi to him, and he's still uh, he's still the Majin Kawaguchi the third, but the only difference is that he's not wearing the duster. Like he just has the cool glasses and pushed back hair, but it's like regular Yuki's clothes. He's even more Quattro. Yeah, his sleeves are rolled up, which is, I guess, this a one step away from them being torn off entirely. I think he should tear them off entirely because it's cool to do that, especially if you have Quattro Bajina glasses. But you yeah, know, hey, that's that's what the second ONA they're going to make in 2027 is going to be about. <laughs> so you know, they they talk about epic moments from the show that we just watched that we don't need to you know remember because this we're not recording this four years after the fact. Uh, but Nils shows up and he's wearing his usual, uh, kimono or what, that's not a kimono. What is it? What is that outfit called? Not a Howery. I, I don't know what it's actually called. Uh, I, it's, it's, it's his usual, like traditional Japanese clothing, even though he's American. Right. Uh. <laughs> yeah. The early genius. Uh, they all head to Yajima stadium, which is the holy site of gunpla battle. Because uh, as we know, in the year between the ending of the show and this ONA, Nils and Caroline developed Plavsky particles in space, 
And the Ajiva Corporation is now running Gunpla Battle, so they're able to animate Gunpla again with these. So they go inside, and they check out, and it's, you know, this cool, it's all red on the inside, and it's all nice and fancy, and they show off this kind of large-scale battle arena, which I guess they did, like, large-scale battles in the show, so I don't know what makes this so special and different, but I guess you can just have a whole lot of people kind of taking part in it for this one. It could, you know what, it, it might very well be something from uh, Try. Like, and this is just explaining why tri battles are different than uh, build fighters battles. Who can say? Not me. Um, all the kids show up. Say and Mao and China show up, and Fellini looks at the kids and is like, "Well, you know, it's a year later. How come none of you look any different? How? Why are you not growing? Are you drinking your milk?" <laughs> yeah. They, listen, they they just need to collectively have a growth spurt later. It's not later. Enough. It'll happen. Don't worry about it. Fellini, we haven't gotten the funding to design new character designs for us yet. We got to look like this. We can't make we can't make a whole new set of designs just for an OVA. Right? Yeah. This is thirty three minutes of footage. We are not making like brand new designs for half of the cast of the show. No way. At least Fellini is like an adult, so he can he just looks like that already. Mm-hmm. But it's it, it's very cute, and like even Mao laments that oh he's not growing up, so he's not going to be able to catch up to Misaki. He's still just. Yeah, totally down bad for her. He's gonna become a manlet. Uh, <laughs> a mowlet. Uh, oh no! Oh no! So also, uh, Mao, you coward. Tall women yeah. are great. Tall women are great, Mao. Come yeah. on. Uh, so he, and and Mao, he's like telling the gang about how there's some big exhibition battle tomorrow when he's playing for keeps with his new gunpla. Uh, and even Fellini mentions that he also has a new machine that he's gonna throw out. Um, Majin does too. And everyone's really happy that they can, you know, finally enjoy gunpla battles after last year. Uh, and, and Nils mentions something. He's like, oh, you know, I'm kind of, I'm retired from gunpla battle, but I'll take part in this just so I can see all of your progress. And everyone just kind of goes, you like gunpla battles, don't you, Nils? You just want to have fun. <laughs> and of course he does. He does. It's not like I like gunpla battles, baka. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> Honestly, he's gunpla sundere. Uh Say says he's well. I'm going to use my Bill Strike Cosmos, and he reaches into his gunpla holster to show it off. And of course, it's not there. And he he kind of he flashes back to when he and China were at some gunpla shop, and he's like kind of you know ooing and eyeing over a diorama of that one shot from the original gunpla series at Jabra when Sharzgok just straight up donuts a gym. (laughs) And honestly, if I if I had a diorama of that, I would also just be kind of like staring at it because. It's a very cool moment. It looks really cool. I might have to do that because I'm nearly done building my real great Zigon. That's right. Yeah, this episode is very like prophetic for you with uh, <laughs> yeah. what Kawaguchi uses. It's just the Zigok is such a wonderful, delightful suit because it has no business looking like that. And the real great is like if like a lot of the real grades are just straight up gun Gundam. So this one being mm-hmm. like you know it's a Zion suit. It's much more different. It's not as uh, Zaku because yeah. I had trouble with that. This yeah. one just feels so solid. I, I think my favorite detail on that are the arms. The way it kind of like like this sort of hexagonal paneling on the arms. Or maybe it's a square paneling. But it is this is a really cool detail all over. I mean, again, it's real great. So you have to pack in a lot of detail. But I think that they really got to get nutty with it because it's the Zagok and it's such a out there design. He's just a funny little guy. I like it. It's great. I still uh, have to build the arms, but... Yeah. yeah. Get them claws. So... So Say is 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 staring at this um, diorama, and some guy bumps into him, 
And that's when Sheena's like, oh, that guy must have been stealing your stuff. And, you know, before they can kind of figure anything about that, the lights all shut off and the shutters close. And Nils sees that there's no wireless signal. And at this point, the lights turn on the very middle of the arena. And the Gunpla Mafia are back. Not C, again. It's it's brand new Gunpla Mafia. And I think only two of them actually use code letters. It's like E and J. And then three of them actually have names. Um, they're new they have to earn their letters right yeah <laughs> it's like men in black you, you you have to prove yourself and then you get to erase your identity and you get a, one of the letters of the alphabet it's a very small a, a very small roster in a, the gunpla mafia but you've really got to earn your keep once you're part of those 26 you're in uh so they they, they talk about how they're streaming this match and uh, the gunpla mafia are going to control not only the underworld but the mainstream stage as well they they want to stop the relaunch of the Gunpla Championship for some reason, and I guess by defeating like all the best fighters from last year, they're gonna prove that they can do that. Uh, regardless, you know they all have the reasons to do it. Of course, Kawaguchi says that it's his duty to stop them. Uh, of course, Say has to do it because he's the uh, the champion, and Mao's doing it because he wants to look cool for Misaki, which is the best reason of all. <laughs> Yeah, like he could, you know, he could care less about the the sort of global ramifications of them shutting down Gunpla. No, he has to look cool for his girlfriend. That's what really matters here. I can excuse the criminal activity, but I will not excuse looking uncool. Yeah, for my girlfriend. <laughs> you can excuse the criminal activity. Uh, and of course, say has contingencies for everything because his main Gunpla was stolen, sure, but he has a new one: the Star Burning Gunpla. I th- th- look. I didn't much care. Overall, for this build, uh, the what is it, the strike build? Uh, this thing's cool because again, it's based more on like the um, the burning Gundam. I guess it's more the shining Gundam. Honestly, more so the rising Gundam specifically, which is like the kind of one-off uh, military use suit they had in G Gundam. But again, this is based more on G Gundam than Seed, and you can kind of see it in the face. The face, the face is quite different. It has sort of um, the shining Gundam style V fin instead of the Strikes V-Fin, uh, and it's all red, which, again, I really like when Gundams do that thing of just kind of flipping the main color scheme around a little bit. Yeah. It gives it a fresh new look. It's a very neat style. I like it. Yeah. And apparently so, it's supposed to bridge into the uh, build burning Gundam that appears in Tri. Right, yeah. I I, I think th- this is, like, part of the reason why the ONA was made, of just, like, we gotta... We gotta explain something. I don't know why they felt the need to do it. Maybe it'll make sense when I watch that show. But uh, mm-hmm. they 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 set the field. The Plavsky particles disperse. It's a really interesting looking thing. It is. It, it's like the jungles of Jaburo, or what look like you know, it's Amazonian rainforest, I guess. Uh, and then you have this gigantic colony that's kind of like not exploded, but it's like a derelict, rusted, ancient colony that's been crashed into the earth. And there's this weird, gigantic kind of like super ornate door into the mountain that Gunpla Mafia explained. They have to enter inside and then there's, they have to make it to the top of the tower. So they do. Everyone yep. has their Gunpla. Uh, and we get to see everyone's new hotness. So, yeah. of course, Say has the star-burning Gundam. Uh, Mao sets the Gundam X Jumao, which... Uh, what is this one based on? I have it right here. This is the Gundam X, obviously. And... Oh, it's just it's, it's a combination of the crossbone. I guess because, yeah, it has the big... X in the back that's kind of based on the crossbone. It's just more of a gut, the, you know, Gundam X Mao. It's nothing like super crazy. Um, Fellini sets the Gundam Finite Liberta, which I will say looks cooler than the Rinaskita from last episode. Not as cool as the base 
wing finiche because again asymmetry is very very cool to me yeah but, but this one's very cool because the wings are kind of stored on the hips not the back uh it just it, it it deviates a lot from the base design which i think it kind of starts wrapping around to looking more like its own unique thing to me which i like a lot um nil sets the nin pulse gundam which is based on the impulse gundam which looks nothing like the impulse gundam <laughs> uh-huh it's just it is it is sharp it is hard to look at it, it's like a white red black yellow green color scheme uh, it has a wildly ornate V-fin based on the, um, uh, 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 whatever the hell his red frame was, Astra, the Sengoku Astray. Weird backpack, just a, a kind of a mishmash of a lot of things. I don't really care for it, but again, it does the Astray thing of the feet look like Adidas or Nikes or something, which makes it very funny. Mm-hmm. And lastly, uh, Kawagichi III sets the amazing Zagok, which, oh. <laughs> Oh, delightful. I love the Zagok, and I'm really glad he fucking, he went to this tournament with the Zagok. It's great. He's playing He's playing to win, which is, it's just a Zagok, really. Like, the feet don't look that different, but the arms kind of, the, the arms have spare, like, boomerang claws and a bunch of thrusters and guns and stuff. It's just basically, like, a Zagok, and you strapped as many weapons to the hands as you could. Ah, yes, the Digimon evolution. Yeah, right. Dang, this thing is really cool looking, though. Oh, it was yeah. a P Bandai exclusive back in 2017, which means you can't find it anywhere anymore. No! <laughs> oh, P Bandai. Nemesis yeah. of my life. Yeah. Uh, Especially yeah. when it happened with, what was it, Gundam Rose? Oh, my gosh, yeah. And and they even, a couple days ago, I think, put it up for sale. And, of course, 30 seconds after 9 p.m., that thing was gone. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Once they dropped the uh, Neo Malaysia Skull Gundam, that's when it's really my time to shine. <laughs> The Gundam that has toes. Uh, so they all fly in, and Fellini wastes no time in just firing a buster rifle into the door, and they all fly through it. And the first floor of this tower is the moon. And every floor kind of has a different theming based on a different like battle arena they've been in, in the past. It and gives it's... me Saint Beast vibe from Yu Yu Hakusho. Mm, okay, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's like... um. It feels very JRPG of just like, you know, oh, the gauntlet of trials or whatever the hell. And as you're going through a tower and like everything, oh, it's like, remember all the bosses that we fought? We fought them in their arenas again. Uh, so the first one's the moon and uh, Nils, as the gang goes through without really any uh, struggle, Nils hangs back and fires at nothing, which is actually a gym that was using some kind of like disguising shroud. So he, he destroys this gym. He cuts through it. But then like, uh, the guy controlling him, who is named, um, this one is E, I believe, is codenamed E. He just says, oh, you think this is the only gym I was controlling? And, like, about 20 other gyms uncloak and all kind of converge on Nils. And I thought from here on it, they were going to fight nothing but gyms, which isn't really true, but I wish it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, like, have have someone using... Like, have them use their riders, which I guess are still gyms deep down. You know, red rider, pale rider, white rider, black rider. I guess they hadn't designed half of those until this point. But regardless, Nils is attacked, and we kind of immediately pan away. And we don't see the result of this yet, because the next floor is this weird, like, rainy, uh, thorny forest full of roses. It reminds me of, like, the uh, Squawks levels in Donkey Kong Country, too, where you're just kind of in, like, this weird nebulous void of thorns. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and... I popped off here because there's a golden bound dock. Uh-huh. I 
I Bound Dock is one of my favorite suits. I got the high grade of it, and this thing is just glittering, sparkling gold. It's so cool. It's diamond coated, apparently. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's at first I thought it was going to be revealed that it was using the same kind of anti beam coating that Hyakushiki uses, but no, it's it's a level beyond that. It is diamonds. Di- yeah. I, I ordered a bunch of Swarovski crystals and glued them to my gunplay. You wouldn't believe what happened next. I need to shout out Ricardo Fellini. I. Uh, I, you know, I, I thought it would be a met. On one hand, it's a bit of a downgrade that he's not using the unicycle anymore. But on the other hand, he's now become a transformer. Yes! He, he, he doesn't need the little, uh, beam ho- or wing hopper or whatever anymore because he is his own car! <laughs> he turns into a bike! Uh, he turns I, into a bike. It's, it's so cool. And, a bike with beam wheels, no less. Oh, uh, yeah. It's so cool. And the bound dock transforms into its mobile armor form as well, and they kind of have a chase. Uh, Fellini realizes he's fighting Gawain, who who used to be from Team Nemesis. He was the guy with, like, the rose jacket, which I guess you could have figured out if you paid attention to the show, and I didn't. Um, <laughs> but, you know, he loves roses. He loves beauty. And he taunts Fellini, or, or sorry, Fellini taunts him, saying, oh, you must have hit rock bottom if you're... Uh, joining the Gunpla Mafia after being part of Team Nemesis. And Gawain's only reason for doing this is just because he wants money to have the most beautiful Gunpla. You gotta respect it, folks. Uh, so he, uh, the Bound Dock, you know, it's revealed the Bound Dock has that beam coating. He can't shoot it. So what Fellini does, he like uh, baits out his beam attack and flies underneath him where, you know, the, the inner bits are underneath the kind of shell of the bound dock and he pulls out the wheel and the wheel is a beam wheel because it beheads the bound dock and then he fires his buster rifle into it and uh, Gawain explodes and again we were reminded that uh, this battle is being live streamed because Kirara is watching this in her dressing room and she just starts hooting and hollering and going apeshit and like her agents outside are like really startled and concerned for her because there's like this wild grunting and screaming coming from inside the closed dressing room door I mean, if I saw a Kung Lao fatality on a gunplay <laughs> fight, then I'd be <laughs> that exact too. Yeah, exactly. Got the finish him prompt. Uh, so Fellini, like, gets ready to head on, but before he can, like, with, from within the flames, the silhouette appears and fires something at him. Uh, and then we immediately cut to Nils, who's, like, cut all the gyms apart. But he's about to get stabbed from behind by one when Chena comes in in her bear guy to save him. She doesn't have an upgraded suit, but I guess that's because she's not, like... She's not one of the gunplay competitors. This isn't yeah, her life. She's just I mean, the bear here. guy is already perfect. Exactly, yeah. You, we don't need a bear guy four. Bear guy three is the best we could ever potentially come up with as a species. Um, I do appreciate, by the way, that how many of the different types of GMs are being sent out. Oh, it's it's like all of them. I mean, you can even see the one that kind of... It, it, it's what the Jim Custom 3, which is what became the Jagan. Like, any Jim variant is probably in this shot. It's so cool. Yep. They, they again. They probably set millions of dollars aside from the ONA because whoever was in charge was just like, "How many gyms can we put on screen at once? Can we I set a record?" Yeah, I think that's why they named the gym kits tie-in the gym slash gym. Jim Jim. So Sheena saves him, and we cut to the gang who who are heading ahead. And there's three paths, so we, they each take one. Uh, Mao ends up in a city. And we see some kind of, like, SD Gundam. I think it's some kind of SD Musha type thing. Uh, I can't really tell what this is based on the wiki because the list of kits that appear in this episode 
like all of them are gyms. Oh, here you go. It's 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 the Musha Gundam Mark III. I was right. It is Musha. Oh. Um, you can yeah, like I I saw the kind of like crescent moon V fin, and I thought that's probably Musha, and I was right. Uh, and we see uh, Nenene is the name of the woman who's uh, piloting this Gundam, and what she does, she takes her trans code off and jiggles her bodong honkaloos, and Mao goes awuga awuga foghorn noise. This yeah, is... Mao is fighting a victory Gundam scene. This, it's hey, it's an OVA. You can do whatever you want. You can it's... do whatever you want. We're not showing this on TV. We can have just probably the most frames of animation for a scene in this entire ONA goes to just every like discreet way Nene can move her honkers around. I just kind of like my eyes glazed over, and I was like, "Am I watching Gundam still? <laughs> what happened here?" I will also note Mao just looks different with these new expressions. Oh, yeah, because he opens his eyes, and, like, his eyes are fully open, and, like, she's, like, Skyping him. She's making her, like, the, you know, the camera also appear in front of Mao so he can see this. And, like, from her end, you see Mao's eyes and, like, a billion windows looking around. It's, okay, look, yeah, it's your battle strategy. That's great. You can't do this shit on TV, I suppose. Uh, We cut to something cooler. When we see Kawaguchi, who's made it inside the Jaburo cave. So you know he's going to do some cool Zgok shit. Uh, and, and we see another go- mafia member. This this guy's name is Jay. And he is piloting, I think, one of the coolest um, the coolest suits we've seen here. Which is the Jim Zgok. Uh, which, I'm going to post an image in, in, in the chat. Just so we can look at it again. It's the Jim that's wearing, like, a Zgok as a torso basically uh-huh. it is outstanding this is one of my favorite things i've ever seen like it is a straight up gym uh but basically from like the waist up it's an entire zagok style head and it has the zagaki arms with just the big fingers and it is it is a beautiful thing to behold <laughs> i love it so much and uh jay says ah just because i'm part of the gunpla mafia doesn't mean i don't want a fair fight Let's have an amphibious battle. And Kawaguchi says, uh, if that were true, then this lake wouldn't be filled with paint thinner. What are you talking about, my man? Yeah, he just, he just knows. Him. He just knows. I yeah, fight fairly. Well, I don't. Bonk. Yeah, yeah. And and as as he begins to attack, we see he has like, oh my gosh, the the uh, amazing Zgok has just has a bunch of weapons. Like it has, it can throw boomerangs kind of like the zogok it has uh the um what's it like the shock leader that the uh goof has it has like basically every notable piece of non-zaku like zeon technology in its arms it's really cool it starts beating jay down um we cut back to mao who's continuing to just get pulverized by this woman and as he kind of like visualizes himself being like clasped in her hands he thinks I needed. I don't want Misaki to be disappointed in me. As he kind of like visualizes her saying, "Oh, Mao, this is what you're into, huh?" And and her turning away. So that gives him the drive to uh to fight and just fire all of his beams at once, which like rocket out of the colony that this is taking place inside. As the uh, the kanji appears on the beam, Misaki is my life. Great, it rules. Cool. He's a wife guy. He he sure does love her. Uh, I really hope that, like, he shows up in the sequel and, like... Because I, I, I imagine, I'm pretty sure Try is, like, several years later. 
So I, I, I want him to be married. I want him to be a wife guy. I'm visualizing this. I'm, I'm actualizing this for now. I believe it can happen. Uh-huh. Here's how Mal can still win. Here's how Mal can still win. <laughs> uh, so Mal wins. Uh, Kawaguchi wins. And Iori makes it atop the colony. And this is kind of like desert field. And he's fired on by a gunpla, which surrounded by an absorb field. And he recognized that absorb field because it is his very own build strike cosmos he has to fight. Yeah, this is fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, the main mafia guy, whose name we don't get yet, but when we get it later, it's very funny. He's just using an autopilot. Like, he's not even piloting it. He just put it on the system and said, uh, go, do. Do the thing. And do thing. And it does. It, it has a cool shield. We really, again, we don't really know what the Bill Strike Cosmos can do, even seeing it in the ONA. Like, it just kind of puts a shield on itself, and it, it's, it's kind of, like, impenetrable. Uh, but of course, Say knows, since it's Say's gunplay, he built it, he knows all of the quirks and idiosyncrasies with it, so he knows that, like, oh, it lists to the right when it turns, so he's able to kind of, like, put it in a hold, and he's, because, you know, he won't damage his own gunplay, of course, but sensing that Say's not going to do anything to this gunplay, the Mafia guy activates a second gunplay, which is my beloved Psycho Jim, bursts out of the ground, um, again, just so cool, love to see it, delightful, delightful large gentleman. Um, he he's attacked, of course. Uh, he's like on the back foot. He can't really do a whole lot against the gym. Uh, Kawaguchi appears, which like he he fires uh, the boomerangs that cut off some of the gym's fingers. Uh, Mao's laser comes in, which like shoots it again. Um, he he wanted because you know he has to look cool for Misaki, and the mafia guy just like uses his phone and just straight up disables their gunpla. Like he just turns off the Plavsky particles, and their gunpla kind of like slump over. Not great. Things are looking a little bit dire. Mm. Sippy. And he, he kind of reveals that, yeah, he can just straight up control their Plavsky particles. Uh, the Psycho Gym goes, I always call it Digi-Egg mode. Uh, it's just like the mobile fortress, I believe. It's when the the Psycho Gundam folds up and just kind mm. of hovers around and fires beams every which way. Yeah. Um, and he, he's taunting Say, and Say says, like, oh, even if you beat us, like, no one's going to acknowledge your victory. Uh and the mafia guy just says, it doesn't matter. You're going to lose no matter what. And as Say is struggling with controls, this is when our friend Reiji from Gundam Build Fighters appears. Oh, I know that guy. I remember him. He was from my show. <laughs> uh, never heard of him. <laughs> who's, who's, this, who's this clown? <laughs> uh, I honestly didn't expect Reiji to show up here. I'm, I'm, it's cool that he did. Uh, and it's nice. It's a very fun moment. Like, I would have been totally fine if they had found a different way to win, but Reiji uses his own Arista Crystal to kind of, like, flow the Plavsky Particles back into the um, uh, build burning. And it, it plays like an insert song, which is really fun. I love when they do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, you know, Reiji starts piloting and says, like, hey, use slot SP3. This is a weapon you'll like. And he kind of reveals, like, this is a gunpla I built just for you, Reiji. And he uses the really good system again. Uh, this time he glows gold instead of blue. Ooh. Ooh. Fancy. Uh, fancy. And, and the power this time is the Hyper Star Build Burning Knuckle, uh, which just straight up breaks the Psycho Gym's arm as they, like, clash fists and just shatters and explodes. Um, everyone watching the stream is, like, cheering and hooting and hollering, and, like, all the Gunpla Mafia are sad and dejected as the gym explodes and, like, the simulation ends. Uh, they all turn, they're like, uh, what should we do, boss? And he's already running out of the arena. It's so funny. He's booking it. Uh, of course, he makes it outside, and Iori is there with other referees to arrest him, and it's revealed, he's Mashita's brother. Yeah. 
That's just silly. But not just brother, his twin brother. His twin, yeah, his twin blonde brother. It's like, I, honestly, it's this type of funny thing that can only work in this kind of show, where it's like, oh, and they were, he had a twin the entire time, and the twin was going to run the underworld, and, and the older brother, Mashita, was going to run the actual, like, you know, gunpla world, and they were going to have control over the entire thing. Uh, so Miki and Mashita is arrested by Yori. They all kind of, like, pile into the car as they're driven away. And, like, Takeshi's driving off. Uh, Sei starts to ask Reiji how he came back. And Reiji's like, oh, I just borrowed Isla's Arista. And, you know, Ricardo wants to invite him out for dinner. And so does Mal. And so does Nils. But he refuses because there's something that he needs to do. He gotta, he gotta fight his brother, Sei. They gotta do the fight. They gotta. And, and I, I like this. I thought originally they were gonna fight uh, Kawaguchi. Because it's, like, the same cherry blossom forest. But no, it, it, it's it's saying Reiji against each other, but it's still in that cherry blossom forest. It's Star Burning Gundam versus Build Strike Cosmos Gundam. And like, we just, they just fight. Like, we don't really, it's nothing too spectacular. It's just a lot of like, oh, Say is like perfectly matched with Reiji now. So he's become pretty damn good at Gunpla Battle if he can match Reiji just like that. Like, that's real impressive. Uh, they both activate real the really good system. They clash in midair. Everyone's loving it and cheering. Like even Kawaguchi's like yelling. He's like, "This is their gunpla!" And and they go into their final punch and they yell, "This is our gunpla!" Uh, and and we fade to white. Of course, I I really do like when the show does that. When it like for a battle where the results don't really matter, where it just fades to white. It's like you don't need to know how it ended. Kind of like um, kind of like how Yu Gi Oh GX ends. If you remember that, Dan, where it's like yeah, you don't know if he won or not. It yeah. just you know. You don't need to know. Uh, but the final shot is, uh, it's, it's like the graduation day of their school uh, a year after this. So this is like, what, two years now after mm-hmm. um, the show ended. Chine uh, Asay, we don't see any of this happen. We just like mm-hmm. kind of hear this uh, is like narration. Chine uh, Asay where he went and Say says, oh, I um, I left something behind in, in the, uh, I left behind a memory in the Gunpla Club room. So what it seems like this is from the wiki is like say left behind the gunpla that's going to become the build burning Gundam in the sequel. Mm-hmm. But it, it, I, I thought originally he was just like, like looking at his trophy. But yeah. the really interesting thing to me in this final shot is there is a bear guy that has like it's 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 China as a gunpla. Oh, cool. Oh, my God. You, you're right. I'm looking at this. Oh. It's, <laughs> it's the China guy. What is this? Hello? So. Yeah, is this, like, one of those gunpla that's just, like, a person? Uh, it, it appears to be, because, like, I, I, I'm i pretty sure this is a try thing. I think they're called mobile dolls. Maybe that's a... Yeah. It's a, it's a future series thing, but it is just so baffling to me that there is just, like, a gunpla you can buy that's just China Kosaka from Build Fighters. And it's just kind of, like, a bear... It's, it's, it's China with a yellow maid suit. And she just has the bear guy's hands uh-huh. and kind of head over hers like a giant hat. Yep, I'm looking this up. This is a real thing. This uh, is so strange. Yeah. Uh, the, uh... I can buy it for $41.95 from Amazon. Mm-hmm. I don't think I will, but I could. <laughs> this is just, this is baffling to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's so weird. Um, although, although, I kind of like, I, I don't care as much for like the mobile doll aesthetics, but like, It'd be oh, cool if huh. they did that for, like, I don't know. You could buy kits, and it's, like, their pilot wearing the suit. Like, if I could buy Jared Mesa from Zeta Gundam wearing a BR lamp, that would be pretty cool yeah, for me. Yeah, I'm looking at these images. It does look like uh, the big uh, bear guy head could come off, and underneath is just, like, 
her regular head. Oh, oh, kind and, of like the Hello Kitty Gundam. I was about to say, yeah, off. yeah. I have, now, I have that on my desk at work. Where did we get the God Gundam with Doman's head? Come oh on, my Bandai. Gosh, right? Uh, yeah, a P, P Bandai twenty dollar expansion pack for the real great God Gundam. It's just one single runner of Doman's face you can put inside the helmet. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they'll be nice and include one for Master Asia too. But oh, did you, did you read about the part where you can't fit the God Gundam on on the horse without the actual P Bandai thing? Like, what? That's the, so really. Yeah, if you have the horse just from the Master Gundam, then you can't get the real great God Gundam on it because uh, the front belt thing does not fit That's right. so wild. Because, like, yeah, I was going to say, I don't have the real great God Gundam. I don't know if I would really care to get it. Um, if it was a real great Master, yeah, in a heartbeat. But that's so weird because, yeah, I do have that high grade Master in Foon Psyche. And, like, I've posed that with a lot of different Gunpla writing it. Uh, and even I still have that. I still need to take a picture of, like, the Sengoku Astray writing it, like what happens in the show. But... That is, I mean, look, hey, it's Bandai. They know ways to get your money, I suppose. Still, though, <sighs> that's a bummer. Another oh, P. Well. Bandai fatality. I mean, I guess you do it so you can get the, the Sekiha Tenkyoken orb, and it had the little decal for King of Heart 4711 on the inside. Oh, that, so. yeah, that is true. Those, those are also good <laughs> expansions. I want a 144 scale Burger King that appears when I fire that out, too. <laughs> we do the Sekiha level of Tenkyoken. Um, well, that... That's that's the that's it. That's that's Build Fighters. That's all of it. Yeah, that's it. So what's going to happen next recording next week? Whenever we we would do it, uh, we'll do we'll, we'll just have some show discussion. Talk about what we like and what we didn't like. Uh, we have a mailbag, which is I'm going to I guess make the post for after this recording. Uh, give people like a week or so to to get questions in for us to discuss. And uh, most importantly, uh, we'll have a tier list where I will compile all of like the kind of original gunpla for this show. And Ooh. we will rank them and decide which one is best and which ones are bad and belong in 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 the pee pee poo poo tier. Yeah, but maybe this will incentivize me to finally finish my real great build strike. Yeah, yeah. It's mostly just I, the actual like backpack stuff, but uh huh. <laughs> I hope they gave like ten spare backpacks because for how one for every time it got destroyed in the show. <laughs> Uh, well, that'll that'll kind of do it. You know, we don't really have any bits or anything. This is kind of like a shorter wind down episode as we get ready for the um, to get ready for the big finale next time. Uh, so before that, though, uh, it was my turn last week. So, Yuria, what is your robot of the week? Uh, what did I say for the first my first time? Because I'm hoping I don't make a repeat. I I think it's been it was something from the show, I believe. I think the first time mine have been the amazing. Oh, the Gian, yeah, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. I remember you did like the Gian. I think you did another one that was in like the episode. Uh, well, I'm going to shout out my one of my favorite mobile suits of all time. One that I posted when I got my uh, back on HRT, Shining Gundam. Yes, like Shining Gundam is so nice. Yeah, like I it was. The first Master Grade I completed, it was actually the first Gunpla, like, I ever owned, although I bought it when it was already completed, but, and that was, like, in 2005-ish, I think. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, like, something about the design I just really love, like, the fins on the side popping out, the shoulders popping out when it's going to super mode. The detail that I love the most is how all the stuff that pops out in the head when it, like, goes into super mode, like... 
how the the face vent opens up and you have the little yellow fins that like pop out from the side of the head. It looks so cool when that's ready. Yeah. It's nice. It's it's like it's one of the ones I love the God Gundam, but I feel like the Shining Gundam is almost just as cool as the God Gundam is. I because was, they kind of do different things. I was really hoping for the P Bandai stuff. They do a variant of the Shining Gundam at least, so I could be like, well, I finally gonna order P Bandai. Mm. But alas. Yeah, monkey's pox curls, and it's gonna be like a, a, a titanium gold plated one that's gonna cost two hundred dollars. <sighs> They love to do it. P Bandai loves to just make weird coding versions of kits that I simply do not care to buy because they cost twice as much as they should. Yeah. Oh well. At least I also got the SD version, which is Aww. very adorable and you know almost as full featured as the Master Grade to the point you can fit the you can fit the hands between the two. Right. Yeah. It's like because I, I I got the Master Grade um, God Gundam and uh, Master Gundam a couple years ago, and it's like. They cost like 18 bucks each. I'm thinking that's that little for a massacre. And I realize, oh, because it's like a 20 year old kid that doesn't do anything. It has like rubber hands and feet. And that's kind of it. It's it's very, very strange. Uh, well, shout out to the Shining Gundam. Shout out to G Gundam. Delightful show. Uh, well, now it is time for us to do plugs as we close. So, right. Dan, where can we find you on the Internet? Hi, I'm Dan. You can find me at a lot of places. You can find all those places at biggerchallenge.card.co. That includes my other podcasts, like Pod of Greed, a Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. We we have started on Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds, and it kicks ass. Uh, it's so good. It's so good. Card games on motorcycles. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you can listen to The Sonic Shuffle, a uh, Sonic lore podcast. Uh, we just recently recorded... I've got to edit more episodes, but uh, one that just went up uh, was on uh, some episodes of Sonic X, and hmm. uh, we recently recorded an episode on Super Mario Brothers Z. Uh, Hell yes. You can listen to uh, video games, the movie, the podcast, a video game movie review podcast I do with my friend Maxi. Uh, last month, we talked about the 2016 Warcraft film. Uh, next episode is going to be on Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within. Uh, you can listen to, uh, WoW. Oh, wait, shit, that's this one. Never mind. <laughs> you can listen to WoW Cool Robot. Yeah. yeah but, have you uh, heard WoW Cool Robot? <laughs> uh, you can listen to, uh, or sorry, you can visit my Twitter and Tumblr, which are both Bigger Challenge. My co-host, which is Big Challenges. Uh, my art Tumblr, Biggest Art. Uh, my Fur Affinity, and uh, at Xbox underscore holiday, where Usher celebrates holidays with Xbox. Uh, happy Lunar New Year, Xbox. Year of the Banui. Where's the bunny Gundam at? Where? Oh my gosh, where is the... Actually, you know what? That's all the Advanced Zeta kits, because they're all named after Watership Down characters. <laughs> the Titans test team made some very cute bunny anime designs to put on the suits, and I like them a lot. These Titans, a lot of fucked up things they did, but that was pretty cool. <laughs> Uh, and where can we find you, Yuria? I'm on Twitter at YourGalYuria. I'm on co-host at Yuria, which I've been posting on more. I recently made a... I'm trying to review some stuff. I re- even made a, a review of uh, Wonder Boy the Dragon Trap remake. Ooh. I love that game. It's so nice. It is. like The game itself is like certainly shows it's from 1989, but the remastering is so gorgeous. 
Mm, it is. I, I like that you can switch between, like, play retro mode. You can play. That's the one that you can play. Like, play the retro mode, right? Yep. You can just press yeah. the button. And it'll switch between graphics, and you can switch the audio as well at any time. Because yeah, it is just crunchies. What a delightful game. Actually, one feature I didn't know about is that you can also enable FM mode for the retro audio. Ooh, fascinating. Uh, was there anything else? Uh, don't think so. Unfortunately, that's the thing when Six Feet Under is pretty much done. You don't right. really have anything else to say for now. For now. Yeah, for uh, now. Well, in that case, I am Max. I am on Twitter at MaxiBajillion. As Dan mentioned, I'm part of Pot of Greed. We're starting 5Ds, and it is more than I could ever have imagined. It's so much fun. Uh, listen to Slappers Only, my video game music show on podcast. Next episode is going to be about Final Fantasy XIV and Realm Reborn. We'll make a post of that uh, pretty soon before we start recording it. And this show is on Twitter, Wow Cool Podcast. Uh, there's Discord links in the Twitter header and episode descriptions. You can come hang out. You can go as well to noisepace.xyz to find this podcast and many, many more. It's a podcast incubator run by our friend Matt, who is Canadian, which is why we have to say XYZ. Um, and that will do it. So next week, wrap up for Build Fighters. And then uh, I think we're going to, we're going to, Look look through our pockets and see if there's any war to be found. So that'll be the series that I do next. Uh, but <laughs> be- before then, though, uh, Yuri, what do we always say to close? Buy our toys. Wow. Cool robot. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.